not happy. Now the whole world can acknowledge me. Hey guys, this is WWE superstar Charlotte Flair, and you're listening to Wells Mania Podcast. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the summer of John Cena! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the most underrated wrestling podcast in the world. You are now running wild with Wells Mania Podcast, and I am your host, the Kyle Wells. And if you couldn't tell, I'm hella hyped and fired up and ready to go. My boy is back. My goodness. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Wellsmania. Like me on Facebook at Wellsmania. And of course, I'm on the Instagram at Wellsmania. And wherever it is that you listen to your podcast, thank you so much for running wild with me. Episode 43 Word Life. My goodness, the nostalgia is real. Every single time I hear this song, it takes me back to when I was in high school. And as a white guy who grew up listening to rap, John Cena spoke to me, or should I say, literally rapped to me, and I related to it. Like, I finally saw someone 
who reminded me of myself. And I just gravitated to him. And I've been a fan ever since. But ladies and gentlemen, I got a action-packed episode of Wells Mania podcast. And if you couldn't tell, I'm very excited because John Cena is back. We are on the Summer of Cena Tour. I'll dive into that here momentarily. I got some big news. If you didn't see on my Twitter account and you're listening and tuning in to this episode of Wells Mania Podcast, I've got some big news that I'll tell you here momentarily, but I had to kick off this episode with John Cena's return at Money in the Bank because you got Roman Reigns in there. He just overcame Edge. And then Cena's music hits, and well, I jumped so high off my couch, I hit my head on the ceiling, and I'm pretty sure I'm in the concussion protocol. For real, though, I have not marked out like that in a very long time. I have not had a pop like that in a very long time, which got me thinking, the next episode of Wells Mania is going to be all about the GOAT, John Cena! And honestly, I'm very surprised that after 42 episodes, I have not dedicated a full episode to the man, the greatest of all time, friend of yours truly, because I don't know if I've told you this or not, but I've drank a PBR with John Cena, and I will talk about that more on this episode. Why the hell not? I've told the story a million times. Might as well tell it a million and one. But this episode right here, episode 43 of Wells Mania Podcast is all about John Cena. So I decided that I wanted to go on Twitter because I know I'm not the only John Cena fan out there. I am the biggest John Cena fan that there is. Nobody, and I mean nobody, can take that title away from me. It doesn't get any more loyal than yours truly when it comes to John Cena. So I decided to post this out there on my Twitter, at Wells Mania, because I'm trying my best to get you all more engaged on the show. And I really do appreciate all of your feedback and interaction, engaging with Wells Mania, running wild with me. I'm having the time of my life doing this podcast, and I wouldn't be able to do it without each and every single one of you. So, you think you're untouchable. No, I uh, decided to tweet... Where are all my fellow John Cena fans at? I want to hear from you. Tweet at Wells Mania your thoughts on the return of John Cena. Also, what's your favorite John Cena match or moment? I will mention you on the next episode of Wells Mania podcast later this week, which is right now. So let me hear it. And then I thought, well, you know what? There's probably a lot of people out there who want to voice why they don't like John Cena. So I said... You know what? Even if you hate John Cena, let me know why and what match or moment really got you chanting, Cena sucks. Let's go, Cena. Cena sucks. I miss that. I miss that so much. And I've missed John Cena so much. And when he returned at Money in the Bank, I, like I said, I haven't had a pop like that in a very long time. So I decided to come up with five of my own personal favorite pops, returns, memories and matches involving John Cena and trust me it was very tough to narrow it down to five but you know you got the five knuckle shuffle so you know we're we're doing a lot of John Cena themes on this episode of Wells Mania podcast and I did reach out to John Cena I tweeted at him and I said Yo, John Cena, I know you're a busy man, but if you've got 10 minutes of free time and want to come on the Wells Mania podcast I'd love to have you on. We could talk about the time we drank a PBR together in Indianapolis. You're the man. I sent that to him. Six of you liked it. Thank you for liking that tweet. John Cena is a busy man, and I did not hear back from him. However, I do have this to play. Kyle Wells, a.k.a. Wells Mania. This is John Cena, a.k.a. John Cena, saying thank you so much for supporting Elbow Grease Fast Friends. Hope you enjoy. And I did, John, and thank you so much for autographing that book of Fast Friends. It is now in my personal wrestling collection. And speaking of personal wrestling collections, thank you all so much again for taking the time out of your busy life to tweet at me your personal favorite wrestling memorabilia or items in your collection. 
Episode 42, Wells Mania Podcast. You can go back and listen to that wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts. That was a really fun episode, and I love, I love hearing from you all out there and what you cherish and value in your personal wrestling collection. Now, Cody Mulliken at Doink317. I forgot to mention your favorite wrestling memorabilia in your personal collection, and I feel like a jabroni, and I apologize. So right here, right now, I'm going to redeem myself. I'm going to read your tweet. This is Cody's favorite memorabilia that he has in his personal wrestling collection. Cody tweeted, Favorite piece of memorabilia I have is a ring-used WWF turnbuckle pad. Favorite figures are the WWF Hasbro figures, which... I have several still in package. Cody, that is an awesome piece of memorabilia. Very nostalgic. Takes me back to our childhood because we both grew up back in the 90s. So it makes you wonder who all's head got slammed on that WWF turnbuckle pad. That's a really cool piece of memorabilia. And I apologize for no selling you on the last episode of Wells Mania Podcast, but hopefully I redeem myself right here right now on episode 43 of Wells Mania Podcast, and maybe this will help further my redemption. This is your favorite John Cena moment. You tweeted, always loved when he debuted and faced Kurt Angle with his ruthless aggression. And Cody, just for you, pal, I got it right here for you. Who in the hell are you? I'm John Cena. John Cena, huh? Will you tell me what is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can walk out here and come into the ring and face the very best in the business? Ruthless aggression. Oh, man, that will never get old. And it's hard to believe that that debut from John Cena was 19 years ago. All the way back on June 27th, 2002, on that episode of SmackDown, 19 years ago, John Cena and his ruthless aggression almost got the win against Kurt Angle. But 19 years ago... We will never forget the debut that Cena made. And Cody, that is a great, great John Cena moment. And one of my personal favorite moments from John Cena as well. Cody went on to say, Money in the Bank 2011 is another one. And the match he had against CM Punk on Raw in 2013 stands out. Cody, thank you so much for tweeting at Wells Mania. And like I said, hopefully I redeemed myself and tweet at Wells Mania and let me know if I did. In fact, redeem myself. All right, let's keep it rolling, shall we? Rob Bass. It takes two to make a thing go right. No, not that Rob Bass. This Rob Bass, at Rob underscore Bass 82 on the Twitter. Hit that follow button. He's also a co-host from the Ringside Society, at Ringside Society. Be sure to hit that follow button. And subscribe to their podcast. Maybe uh, one of these days we can have a nice little collaboration, the Ringside Society and Wells Mania podcast. But Rob tweeted, I met Cena on his record release after a show one night. LOL, my girlfriend at the time had him sign her pants. Plus, he was cool as hell, and I still have the album to this day. That is a cool story, and I don't know if you associate with your ex-girlfriend but I wonder if she still has the pants that are signed by John Cena. That's that's a, definitely a very unique item to get signed by somebody. So that uh, that's a really funny story. And that album, Rob, you're not kidding. You can't see me. John Cena's debut studio album. I don't care what anybody says. That album is a banger. From beginning to the end, John Cena and the trademark they put on, and that album still goes in in 2021, even though it has been 
since 2005. I was a senior in high school about to graduate when that album dropped. And you got to remember, I'm all in on John Cena in 2005 and the basic thugonomics character. And now he puts out this album. I would bump it in my car when I was a senior in high school. And then obviously when I went to Ball State, I would play that all the time. And even to this day, I still listen to this album because there's a lot of awesome songs on there. Flow Easy, Don't F With Us, Right Now, Just Another Day. There's a lot of really cool tracks on here. Bad, Bad Man, which by the way, I don't know if you know this about me, Rob, or anybody else listening out there, but back in 2007, I decided to put out my very own debut rap album. I was inspired by John Cena and 50 Cent. How about that for a tag team? John Cena and 50 Cent. So I decided, and you got to keep in mind, I didn't have quite the uh, equipment that I have now back then. So what I had then, the quality wasn't the greatest, but hey, it was me being creative and it gave me a chance to express myself so I made about 40 or 50 copies I can't remember but I passed them out all throughout Ball State and I gave a few copies to some friends back home so if you have one of those debut albums from TKW I am what I am tweet a picture of it at Wells Mania I do have the original first copy of I am what I am. And I've thought about putting it in a frame, you know, like when an album goes platinum or gold. I thought about putting it in a frame like that because that was a big part of me back in 2007 during my college days. I I had a brief rap career. So maybe on a future episode of Wells Mania podcast, I will play some of the songs. And there was a song that I did where I paid homage to John Cena's Bad Bad Man. I did my own version of that song. So thank you so much, Rob, for sharing that incredible story from back in the day. Next up, we have Andy at WWE Light Bright. Andy, speaking of Friday Night SmackDown, are you ready for a good time? I used to tweet that at Andy all the time. I think I might bring that back starting tomorrow night because John Cena will be back on Friday Night Smackdown tomorrow night. Everybody be sure to tune in. Fox 8 o'clock Smackdown. You don't want to miss it. We are all ready for a good time. Andy has a very funny story here because I remember this happening at Monday Night Raw right here in Indianapolis. Andy tweets the night the shield broke up at Indy off-air post-show, John Cena called me fat in front of everyone at Banker's Live Fieldhouse. This is what John Cena said to Andy. Even Chris Jericho is here. It looks like he's been keeping a strict eating regimen of absolutely everything. That's, that is hilarious. I remember that happening because Andy would wear a light-up jacket like Chris Jericho wore back in the day. Hence, Andy's Twitter handle, at WWE Lightbright. Andy got roasted by John Cena right here in Indianapolis, Indiana. That's a really, really cool moment right there that you had with John Cena. My dude, good brother, J.D. Roach, at Poppy Roach 24 He tweeted, I have three that stand out. WrestleMania 23, the 2008 Royal Rumble, and Money in the Bank 2011. All are memorable in different ways. WrestleMania 23, I swore up and down Sean was winning. 2008 Royal Rumble shock and pissed that he beat Trips. And Money in the Bank 2011, the craziest crowd reactions I've ever been a part of. And I got to experience two out of those three with my dude, Big Poppy J.D. Roach. Because Roach, his little brother, and the WWE Human Encyclopedia, Jared Giles, and I, the four of us, traveled up to Detroit, Michigan for WrestleMania 23, and I had my John Cena spinner title, and when John Cena beat Shawn Michaels, I stood on my seat in Ford Field, I threw that title above my head, and I yelled, the champ is still here! As confetti rained down on me, Roach wanted Shawn Michaels to win, 
And I wanted John Cena to win, and I got the dub at WrestleMania 23. That was a really cool moment to experience live. And as far as the 2008 Royal Rumble, did not see John Cena's return coming. And I was there up at Roach's apartment with the WWE human encyclopedia, Jared Giles. They both witnessed my number one markout moment of all time. Entrant number 30, John Cena's music hits. John Cena comes out surprising and shocking everybody. And then he goes on to win that Royal Rumble. It doesn't get any better than that. So Roach, yeah, those two I agree with. But the third one, yeah, whatever. CM Punk defeated John Cena to become the new WWE champion and then blew a kiss at Vince McMahon and left in the crowd and was never heard from ever again. Whatever. No, no, I'm just I'm just ribbing you. It's a rib. That was a really cool moment for CM Punk. Cena puts over Punk at the Allstate Arena in Punk's home city of Rosemont, Chicago, Illinois. For a CM Punk fan, that was probably the highlight of CM Punk's career. That and the uh, pipe bomb that he dropped on Monday Night Raw. So that was a cool moment that you got to experience. And I bet that crowd was lit. I mean, I saw it uh, watching on TV but as far as being there in person, yeah, I bet the roof almost blew off the Allstate, Allstate Arena. And from one Cena hater to another, moving on from Roach to Peyton Payne. At Peyton Payne 97, friend of the Wells Mania podcast. You've heard him numerous times on the Wells Mania podcast. He tweeted me this, the fact that for over 10 years, Cena stopped many new and older deserving main event and rising talent from getting over. One, the Nexus. Two, Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania 30. Bray never recovered. Three, Ryback. Four, Demon Kane. Five, Baron Corbin. Six, Rey Mysterio. Seven, R-Truth. Eight, Big Show. Just to name a few. All right, let's start with the Nexus. I admit the Nexus storyline ended a little abruptly. Cena ended up dominating the Nexus, maybe a little sooner than most would have liked to have seen happen. But saying that the Nexus didn't amount to anything... Daniel Bryan recovered okay. I thought Daniel Bryan went on to have a very successful career after the Nexus. Heath Slater also had a pretty successful little uh, mid-card run after Nexus with the three-man bam, baby! And I, uh, I have another story about that for another day. And Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett did not live up to the potential that I thought he was going to live up to, but he's doing a great job on the NXT commentary nowadays. So not all was lost from the members of the Nexus, but I personally enjoyed the Nexus versus John Cena. It reminded me a lot of the NWO versus Sting. So it was very nostalgic for me, and plus Cena was involved, so I'm biased. Bray Wyatt, WrestleMania 30. This is about to blow your mind because, in my opinion, these two should not have had a match at WrestleMania 30. Instead, I would have booked Bray Wyatt versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 30, and then I would have had Bray Wyatt be the one to end The Undertaker's streak. Bray Wyatt has recovered. I thought The Fiend definitely resurrected Bray Wyatt's career. Now, as far as Bray Wyatt's mindset, I know he's going through a lot of mental issues right now, and I send all of my good vibes and good energy to Bray Wyatt. You come back whenever you're ready because The Fiend is a very beloved character. So I believe Bray Wyatt has recovered from that loss to John Cena at WrestleMania 30. That's just my opinion. As far as Ryback goes, Ryback screwed Ryback. <laughs> now looking at the other guys to round out your list, Demon Kane. Kane's a WWE Hall of Famer and the mayor of Knox County, so I believe his career was not buried. Baron Corbin, he's still wrestling. He's got a brand new gimmick. I'm excited to see what happens with Baron Corbin. I think he's going to be okay. Rey Mysterio, R-Truth, Big Show, all three of them still kicking ass in 2021. All three of them will be WWE Hall of Famers. So, your list, I get it. You're not the biggest Cena fan in the world, and I'll defend my boy John Cena. That's a hill that I will always die on. Peyton, I got more about you later on 
on episode 43 of Wells Mania Podcast. But let's move on to Mark Dykton. Good brother, Mark Dykton, uh, AEW Mark Dykton, at MarkD1075 on the Twitter. Be sure to hit that follow button. Mark tweets, this will sound like I'm hating on him, but I'm not. Cena CM Punk at Money in the Bank 2011. Cena Undertaker at WrestleMania. Cena Lesnar at SummerSlam. He lost those matches, but those wins were so huge for the three men he faced that it showed he was willing to do what's best for business when needed. And that's the thing, Mark. I agree with you. I was not upset that Cena lost those three matches that you just listed because Cena put over Punk at Money in the Bank in Chicago. That's a smart move right there. Gave those fans at the Allstate Arena a mega pop. And then Cena gave Undertaker another victory at WrestleMania. And Cena put over Lesnar at SummerSlam, going to Suplex City in a squash match. So to play off of what Peyton just said and then to play off what you just said, it sounds like John Cena is not out here burying people. He's out here putting over people, and that's the kind of guy that John Cena is. When needed, John Cena will put over the younger talent. He's done it time and time again, and of course, he's still adding W's to his legacy. So I like your tweet, Mark. I think that's a really awesome take that you had there with your tweet. Andrew at Andy Jones 6704. WWE needed a face to go against Roman, and he's the biggest one they have who could compete now. The problem is they are not building one for the company. For every great heel, you need a just as big face to fight each other. Maybe it will be Big E or Finn. Now, I had a feeling that we were going to get John Cena versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. I've just been sensing that because of the way that Roman has been booked. Roman Reigns is arguably the best thing going in wrestling today. And I don't think he gets enough credit for what he has done establishing himself as the best thing going on in wrestling today. So the timing of Cena's return and SummerSlam next month, this was huge. This was perfect. You couldn't get anybody bigger to go up against Cena at SummerSlam. Some might argue The Rock but I still think that they're going to save that for down the road, possibly next year at WrestleMania. But Andy, you're right, man. In order to go up against the top heel, you have to have the top face. And as far as the current day top face, there isn't anybody on John Cena's level. So might as well bring back the man, John Cena, who's still able to get in there and put on one hell of a match. And that's exactly what we're going to get at SummerSlam next month. Brian H. Waters at Brian H. Waters on Twitter from the Wrestling Realm podcast. Brian does great, great work. Huge wrestling fan. I love his passion. I love his dedication. I love his determination. A lot of cool videos that he posts on his Instagram as well. Brian H. Waters, be sure to follow him. Brian tweeted, it was perfect timing. And my favorite Cena match, Cena versus The Rock won, which was WrestleMania 28 in Miami. I was there and you all know that that was one of my favorite moments in my wrestling fandom. And you're right, Brian. And I just mentioned this a few minutes ago. The timing for Cena's return at Money in the Bank is perfect. You've got the hottest thing going in wrestling right now. The top heel, the tribal chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns, the universal champion at SummerSlam. And who better than John Cena to threaten to take the universal title off of Roman Reigns? John Cena, why are you back? And why are you going after Roman Reigns at SummerSlam? It's because Roman Reigns is an You're damn right, Cena. In perfect timing. I couldn't agree more with you, Brian H. Waters. I cannot wait for Cena Reigns at SummerSlam. WWE Human Encyclopedia Jared Giles at JC Giles on Twitter. He tweets in, it's hard to pick out one. His return at the 2008 Royal Rumble sticks out for the reaction as we watched it on pay-per-view in Muncie. Being in the crowd when he faced Punk and Lesnar in Chicago and WrestleMania 28 against The Rock. 
Yeah, you and I were there down in South Beach. That's the greatest WrestleMania trip that I've ever been on. Even though Cena lost to The Rock, I still had the once-in-a-lifetime time in my life. And the 2008 Royal Rumble, we were up at Roach's apartment, and that is arguably the loudest I have ever been when it comes to watching wrestling Cena's return, winning the Rumble back in 2008. And yeah, the matches against Punk and Lesnar in Chicago. John Cena, man, big match John. We don't call him that for nothing. The dude gets in there, entertains, puts on a show, whether you hate him or you love him, he gets in there and and does the damn job. So great choices, Jared. And Jared, I look forward to seeing you Sunday, brother. And I'll talk about that more here in a little bit. But let's continue on. Jordan James at Jordan J629-73152. It's a lot of numbers right there, but that's his Twitter. Be sure to follow Jordan James. Great to see Cena back. Hope they let him break Flair's record before they let Charlotte do it from the rumors going around. Loved good matches with Orton and Punk. I don't know. I'll believe it when I see it. If Cena does beat Ric Flair's record, I know Cena has stated time and time again that he has no interest in breaking Ric Flair's record, but anything is possible in the WWE. So I know the plan right now is for Charlotte to be the one to beat her dad's world title record. And Charlotte just lost the Raw Women's title this past Monday night when Nikki Ash, almost a superhero, cashed it in. So that just means Charlotte might have another title win ahead of her, adding on to her reign as world champion. And yeah, the rivalry that John Cena had with Randy Orton is arguably his greatest rivalry. I'd throw Edge and Punk in the mix for greatest rivals in Cena's career. A lot of great matches. And isn't it wild that we never got John Cena versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania? That still blows my mind to this day. Thank you for the tweet, Jordan James. Brandon Jackson at Brandon Man 24YT. Brandon, what's that noise? <laughs> That's an inside joke between Brandon and I. I'll have to tell that story for another time. Maybe the next time Brandon is on Wells Mania Podcast, we could talk about that because that is arguably one of the funniest things that him and I have ever experienced together. But my brother-in-law, Brandon Jackson, he tweets at me, I'm glad to see him back. He was the face of WWE back in 2008 through 2010 when I first began watching, and I always was a huge fan of his. My favorite John Cena matches have to be either the rivalry between him and Triple H in 2008-2009 or the Royal Rumble match in 2017 against the phenomenal AJ Styles. And that is one hell of a match that Cena and AJ Styles had. And I especially loved it because John Cena defeated AJ Styles to become the new WWE champion. I always enjoyed the rivalry between Cena and Triple H because I always felt like those two guys were button heads to be the top guy of the company. And John Cena ultimately prevailed passing Triple H to be the top guy in the WWE. And it always blows my mind when people first start watching wrestling. Brandon said that he first started watching back in 2008. Now, Brandon is a little bit younger than me. I've been watching since 1990, but it always fascinates me when people start watching wrestling and the storylines that are going on during the time that they pick up watching wrestling. And I remember that like it was yesterday, but it was back in 2008. Long time ago. Brandon, Love you, brother. Thanks for weighing in. 2018 Wells Maniac of the Year, Chris Haggerty. At CM Haggerty on the Twitter, he tweeted in, My favorite John Cena match is Cena versus Styles SummerSlam 2016. I was 100% invested in this match, and it was a damn masterpiece. Thoughts on Cena's return? I love it. Missed him on the show, but would love to see him tangle with someone else other than Reigns. That match that Cena had versus Styles at SummerSlam 2016 was a damn masterpiece. And I can't get enough of Cena versus Styles. Those two, their in-ring chemistry was amazing. And we got two masterpiece matches, Cena Styles SummerSlam 2016 and Cena Styles Royal Rumble 2017. Now, Chris... Normally, I agree with you, brother, but I'm going to disagree with you here. I am excited for Cena versus Reigns at SummerSlam 2021 next month in Vegas. It's a good place to bet on that match, pun intended. You got the top face 
of all time, in my opinion, John Cena. So who better to go up against the current top heel and best thing going in wrestling today, Roman Reigns? It, in my opinion, is a fantasy match come true. Now, I know we have seen these two go at it before in the past, but not in this capacity. Roman Reigns has elevated himself to that megastar level, and John Cena, arguably the greatest face of all time, now going up against Roman Reigns at SummerSlam for the Universal title. It's a summer blockbuster, and I cannot wait for it to happen. So, Chris... Normally, I agree with you, but I'm going to disagree with you here. But I still have nothing but love for you. 2018 Wells Maniac of the Year. Next up, let me ask you a question. It's the Axeman, Chris Engel, at VC77 on the Twitter. He tweeted, I think his return couldn't have happened at a better time. WWE needs him right now. My favorite Cena moment was his debut. And seeing him shake Taker's hand, my favorite match of his was his match with Punk at Money in the Bank. And I've stated it early on in this episode, that match was damn good for Punk and Cena. Cena put over Punk. Punk got the big win in Chicago, becoming the new WWE champion. It's a very, very badass match. Great storytelling. Arguably one of Cena's best matches, even though he lost to Punk. And yeah, seeing The Undertaker acknowledge John Cena the night that Cena made his debut, ruthless aggression! That was a really cool moment. The Undertaker putting over John Cena. And then all these years later, Cena Taker, their legacies are untouchable. And I couldn't agree with you more, Chris. WWE needed Cena more than ever. Cena came back. That huge pop at Money in the Bank couldn't have happened at a better time. Timing is everything, ladies and gentlemen. And Chris, I will see you soon at the Johnson County Axe Throwing in Whiteland, Indiana. Be sure to hit them up on Facebook, Johnson County Axe Throwing, and tell them Wells Mania sent you. And we're rolling right here on episode 43 of Wells Mania Podcast. And friend of the Wells Mania Podcast, Eric Boger, at Rock 1787 he gave me a two-part tweet here. Here's his first tweet. I think John Cena will beat Roman Reigns for the Universal title. Then Big E will cash in the Money in the Bank contract and beat John Cena to get his first title reign. Now, I'm a believer that John Cena is a man of his word and doesn't want to beat Ric Flair's world title record. However, people change their minds all the time. I'll believe it when I see it kind of deal here with John Cena beating Ric Flair's world title record. But your scenario does make sense because, unfortunately, when the summer of Cena tour is over, and I'll get more into that here in a little bit because I've got some big news about that, it would make sense for Big E to cash in the money in the bank to beat Cena to become the new Universal Champion. And I'm all for it. I'm a big advocate that I would love to see Big E as the Universal Champion. So in this scenario, Eric, I'm going to I'm going to run with it. However, I do think Roman Reigns is going to beat John Cena at SummerSlam, but I could be wrong and I hope I am. Your other tweet, your favorite John Cena moment is the 2008 Royal Rumble. And I love that a lot of you out there love that just as much as I do. Because that moment was great. Triple H in control of that rumble until number 30. John Cena's music hits. Gave you chills. You were pumped. Great choice, E-Rock. I absolutely love that you also love the 2008 Royal Rumble. John Cena epic return. And I believe Triple H's face said it all. So E-Rock, thank you so much for weighing in with your choices there. And I guess we'll find out at SummerSlam if Cena beats Reigns, if Big E will cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase. Next up, we have Dion Freeman, friend of the Wells Mania podcast. At Dion Freeman, make sure you hit that follow button. Dion tweeted, Favorite Cena moment was when he came back at the Royal Rumble, January 27, 2008. That was my 12th birthday party, and my friends and I marked out. Favorite John Cena match has to be either Cena versus Rock, WrestleMania 28, or Cena versus Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam. And the fact that you were 12 years old in 2008, Dion, makes me feel 
old, but goes to show that people of all ages, we all marked out when John Cena returned at the 2008 Royal Rumble. And those two matches, Cena versus Rock, WrestleMania 28, I've said it time and time again, I was there in Miami to witness that happen live. My personal favorite WrestleMania match memory moment right there. And Cena versus Daniel Bryan, SummerSlam, great choice. And Dion, I'll see you on Sunday, brother, and I'll get more into that here in just a little bit. And last but certainly not least, the director, Hollywood House, my brother, from the In Your House podcast. Be sure to follow In Your House wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts. Hollywood House, the heel turn. I see what you did there. He tweets, John Cena's return was a breath of fresh air and perfectly fitting for the return of fans. Happy to see him again, no questions asked. Favorite Cena match, Money in the Bank 2011 against CM Punk. Amazing match and compelling story. Clapboard emoji. Yeah, that match against Punk, I've said it early on this episode, was a masterpiece, compelling story. Punk goes over, and then he takes the title and leaves the WWE. Even though Cena lost, it was indeed an amazing match. John Cena's return, definitely a breath of fresh air. Like I've said, timing is everything. And with the fans coming back, such a great sight to see. You bring John Cena back with the fans. I love when a plan comes together. And I'm beyond happy to see him as well, Hollywood House. And I cannot wait for the Hollywood House Wells Mania podcast collaboration coming sooner rather than later. So thank you so much to everybody who took the time out to tweet at Wells Mania. Your thoughts on John Cena's return at Money in the Bank and your favorite or least favorite John Cena match memory or moment. And if you're just now tuning in to episode 43 of Wells Mania podcast, this is the summer of Cena. This whole entire episode of Wells Mania podcast is dedicated to my all-time favorite WWE superstar, John Cena. And I have put together a montage of Wells Mania's favorite John Cena matches, memories, and moments. I hope you all enjoy. You can't see me. Oh, you heard it. You can't see me. My knuckle pop shuffle right John there. Cena. And the champion is really. Cena now pumping it up. Watch the champ go. Oh, Cena walked into it. Here it is. Watch out from hell. Cena ducked underneath it. Into the box, and he is. Well, I 
can't believe this. He is calling his shot. You are hearing me correctly, dear viewer. The Sultan of Swat, the leader of Murderer's Row, the greatest slugger of all time, Babe Ruth, is pointing his finger directly towards center field, calling his shot. I can't believe my eyes. The pitch is in. And my God, what a shot! A gargantuan blast deep into center. And it is out of here. My God, the Babe has done it! A mammoth home run by Babe Ruth, and the Yankees have taken the lead. I've never seen anything like it. And would you look at this now? The Babe coming out for a curtain call. is here. We're going old school. Time to put some stank on it. We're going 2002. The doc's in the house. This is absolutely incredible. And he's fought the babe's number. Elias is not happy about this. What a night! 
What a match! I love the confusion and the chaos and the electricity. There's a few of you chanting, welcome back. A few of you chanting, let's go Cena. A few of you chanting, Cena sucks. But you're all loud and we are all here. I am here tonight to explain myself after an unexpected John Cena meme-like return last night at Money in the Bank. Roman Reigns was angry, Paul Heyman was confused, Michael Cole was very excited, Pat McAfee still couldn't see me, and everybody had a lot of questions. Who, what, when, where, why? So let's get them all out there. Who brought me back to the WWE? That one's a layup. Look around. It was you guys. And it was Roman Reigns. So that brings me to the what. What am I here for? The WWE Universal Championship. When, about five weeks from now, a little event called SummerSlam. Where? Elysian Stadium, Las Vegas. That's a pretty safe place to bet. Why? Here's where it gets interesting. I could stand here excited and tell you about the pageantry of SummerSlam, about being a main event in a packed stadium. I could tell you about a history-making, record-breaking 17th championship win. It's not because of any of that. It's because Roman Reigns is an ass. And I believe he needs to be knocked down a peg. This pathetic Roman Reigns experience has gone on long enough. Roman Reigns is an arrogant, self-absorbed, overhyped, overprotected, overexposed gimmick who's not as over as he says he is. And that, that is coming from me. You know, there's a saying, if you're good, you'll tell everybody. If you're good, you will demand that they acknowledge you, if you're good. Now, Dallas, you remember that team effort I was talking about when you was making all that noise? What'd that sound like? No, 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 come on, this is your chance to shine. What'd that sound like? I hear this section, I don't so much hear this section. What did that sound like? Hey, Roman, the rest of that saying is if you're great, they tell you. And I'm telling you right now, I'm going to be at SmackDown on Friday, and I can't wait to see you there. So now I got that off my chest, let's get down to business. Who's number 30? After being, for him to from being in it. Stop it! 
in the ring. You've got to be kidding me. John Cena just told Triple H, it's go time. Oh. Cena, going right to the biggest man, Mark Henry. Boom. So those were just a few of my personal favorite John Cena match memories or moments. My all-time favorite John Cena moment is when him and I drank a PBR right here in downtown Indianapolis at the Kilroys back in 2012. I will never forget that moment. That, to me, will forever hold a very special place in my heart, drinking a PBR with John Cena. And earlier today, I entered in a contest. I had to join TikTok. So Wells Mania is now running wild on TikTok. You can follow me at Wells Mania. And the video that I have posted has 85 hearts, 16 comments, and as of right now, has 600 plus views. And it's only been up for a few hours. So thank you all so much. I really hope I win this contest because the contest is hashtag WWE announcer contest where the winner will go to SummerSlam and announce John Cena's entrance. So this is the video that I released earlier today. Let me know what you think. From West Newbury, Massachusetts, weighing 251 pounds, John Cena! So that is what you would get at SummerSlam in Las Vegas, Wells Mania, on the mic, introducing John Cena for his match against Roman Reigns. WWE, give me this opportunity and I will electrify and run wild in Las Vegas for SummerSlam. I'm hyped. I can't wait. I'm excited. And sooner than that, this is the big news that I was going to tell you early on this episode. So if you're still listening to episode 43 of Wells Mania Podcast and you made it this far, the big news is yours truly will be in Louisville, Kentucky at the KFC Yum Center. I am going to the WWE Super Show to see John Cena live for the Summer of Cena Tour. I cannot wait. Peyton Payne, Dion Freeman, Jared Giles, and Cody Mulliken. The five of us are heading down to Louisville, Kentucky this Sunday to see John Cena. And it is going to be one hell of a day, one hell of a show. I cannot wait. I'm excited. It'll be the first time that I've been back at a live WWE event in a very long time. And it's all because of this man right here, John Cena! Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for running wild with me on episode 43 of Wells Mania Podcast. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Wells Mania. Like me on Facebook at Wells Mania. I'm on the Instagram at Wells Mania. And now I am officially on TikTok at Wells Mania. Thank you all so much for your love and support. And I hope WWE chooses me to be John Cena's ring announcer for SummerSlam. And this Sunday, you best believe I'm going to be taking pictures, videos, TikToks of the Super Show in Louisville, Kentucky, Peyton Payne, Dion Freeman, 
WWE Human Encyclopedia Jared Giles and Cody Mulliken and yours truly. We will be there. So if you see me, come up to me and say hi. I will be hella hyped all day long. I cannot wait. Until next episode, stay positive and dominate the day! <laughs>